It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anza, yes! Touchdown, they get it! All right, welcome back. Hour two of the Full Court Press. Jason Walker, Eric Franson across from me. Hour one had a lot to talk about. Got into some previews of UNLV. There's some different things that got to be aware of, some different things that obviously Coach Anderson said. Lots of good stuff. A lot more to get to as well. We covered a lot of ground of definitely UNLV-focused. But a few other things that, that popped up on the show, thanks to our text line. Yeah, got to talk about media rights and <laughs> stations south of us and, you know, competition. Uh, always, you're welcome to text in, 435-339-0321. In fact, one text that we didn't get to last hour, this is from 5879, says, I think the offense looked a little too calm when they were out there against Weber. I almost want to see them use a little more energy somehow. And I... I think coach is right. I, there, there's effort, but I don't think that it's there. It's crisp, and I think that's the big key. Is it are guys running the right routes? Are they, are they really performing their job like they're supposed to? I think they're trying. They're just not executing quite effectively. And I think that's one thing they're really trying to address this week in the off week. Yeah, that was one thing because um, as far as conservativeness, we talked about the the play calling being conservative, but against Weber, they were a lot more aggressive. Uh, Logan Bonner doubled his number of passes beyond 10 yards, you know, in Weber. Like, he had 16 the whole season through 17 against Weber State. He was throwing it down the field. They just weren't good at it. You know, and there's a lot to why they weren't good at it. Execution from the wide receivers, from the quarterback, whatnot. Maybe even some not so creative plays, um, but they were at least more aggressive. It's just now, now they've gotten beyond the conservative play calling of UConn and Alabama. As they get more aggressive, can they begin to execute? That'll be one of the big issues for Utah State, and we'll find out against UNLV. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, big game for conference uh, reasons—a a chance to reset the season uh, for USU. Uh, one of the other things that that uh, is a point of emphasis this week for the Aggies is addressing and, and talking about mental health. Um, you know, this is uh, definitely something that hits very close to home for Blake Anderson. At the end of his press conference yesterday, uh, when all of us media guys were done asking the questions that we had prepared for him, he wanted to talk for a little bit more and that uh, and emphasize that the team is doing things to address mental health awareness. They've brought in some specialists, uh, guest speakers. Uh, they brought some in previously. They've got another one coming up uh, and they've got more things planned to address mental health 
and to talk about it openly and also address different resources that are available so people know what's out there. And then he said that there would be things that would appear on various social media channels from the coach and other players addressing these things. And then later that day, later yesterday afternoon, Blake Anderson himself released a video, very emotional, very raw, and uh, very personal with some of the the challenges that have been that that he himself and his family have faced. Um, and uh, consider when it all happened in the short amount of time that it all happened. I get, I can't fathom how that guy is still coming to work every day. It's incredible. Yeah, there's a lot that he's gone through, and they've also released. They have one, at least one more. They might be releasing one per day this week. Uh, Stephen constantly. Uh, Cotsonly, can never pronounce the name. He had he had one, right? Um, shared one today. But yeah, as far as we wanted to play, uh, the one from Anderson's about six or so minutes. We wanted to just play that for you. you can hear what he had to say, um, just his story that uh, Eric was talking right, about. Right from his own words, uh, his own personal situation that he's gone through. Uh, this isn't like cut up and edited. It's just like a straight through. Here's Blake just telling you his story what he's gone through personally, and what he's dealt with in his own family. I'm Blake Anderson, the head football coach at Utah State University. Uh, myself, my family, our staff, and our players have dedicated this week and this week's football game against UNLV to uh, mental health awareness. We have had a lot of good conversations about this, something that we all feel very strongly about. We'd love for you to uh, join with us and support this cause and hopefully help those in need. Uh, this week we'll be putting out as many things on our social media platform as we can in terms of support for those that are struggling. Uh, also, uh, just opportunities and, and things that are available in terms of resources. Uh, if, if there are those that are listening and are struggling and need help. And there'll also be testimonials from those within our circle, our players and our staff and it seems no better place to start than, than with me and my uh, family's mental health uh, struggle and, and really just what it has done uh, to our family and, and, and to me personally. Um, I'm probably not that much different than most guys my age, uh, athletes especially. I grew up in an era and a time where as a man, you didn't show that you were hurting. You, uh, you didn't show that you had pain or you, you didn't cry. You, you were, it was the get up, dust yourself off, tape it up, get back to work kind of mentality. And unfortunately, I probably spent most of my life as a father and as a coach, uh, probably teaching my kids the same way. I don't think my family really, really knew what mental health uh, re really was, never really talked about it a lot. It wasn't a, a topic of conversation. It was just something that you dealt with uh, until about six years ago. My wife, Wendy, at the time, uh, we'd been married 24, 25 years. We had three kids, Colton, Callie, and Kaysen. And um, we'd never really seen any real tragedy in our life. We'd never been through anything extremely difficult, uh, just normal stuff uh, of growing and raising kids. And until my wife got a diagnosis of a very rare and aggressive form of breast cancer. And, and very quickly, there was a lot of anxiety and worry and stress and, and all the things that come with a really ugly battle with cancer. Anybody that's been through that knows it's visible, it's real, it's daily, 
it's a grind, it's a struggle, and what she had was was maybe even worse in some ways. It, it was it was something that was going to affect us all. It manifested itself in different ways in our family. For me, it was the daily challenge of trying to keep her alive and help her fight for her. It was fighting for her life. I think for our kids, the worry and stress of what's going to happen to mom. Um, my wife ultimately lost that battle, and and grief set in in a way in our family that we'd never seen before. We didn't really know what to do with it. And so we leaned on Christ. Our faith is in Him. We leaned on the people around us that God had put in our path. And honestly, kind of took the same approach that, you know, you get up, you dust off, and you keep taking one step and put it in front of the other. My father passed about six months later. About a year later, my only brother, Brian, was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. It just so happened that my youngest son, Cason, had moved to Austin to work for him. And all these things were happening in the course of just a few years. I was, and I would tell you that I, I felt like we, you know, we, we'd done grief counseling. We had leaned on each other again. We'd leaned on, on Christ. And, and we felt like we were in a place that, you know, we're, we're doing okay. We're managing these things okay. Our lives changed forever. On February 28th, 2000. 22, just six months ago. When a phone call from my brother on a Monday morning told me that Cason didn't show up for work this morning and nobody can find him. We'd all been reaching out to him. I talked to him on Thursday. We'd had a great conversation. He was laughing his head off and cutting up like he always does. On Friday night, he was playing PlayStation with his brother and a group of guys like he did pretty much every night. At midnight, 12.30, his guys were starting to get off from playing, he said, hey guys, you gonna, you guys gonna be on again tomorrow? And they're all like, yeah. And they will all tell you that Kaysen was a normal Kaysen. He was always the biggest smile in the room, the biggest laugh in the room, always the jokester, always the sarcastic prankster, that Kaysen was just being Kaysen. But somewhere in the middle of the night, when everybody was gone, Kaysen went to a place that was so dark he didn't want to do it anymore. He didn't want to be here anymore, and he took his own life. And my brother had to call him and tell me that we found Casey. He's gone. He's taken his own life. Our lives forever changed that morning. A piece of me and a piece of our family is gone and will never come back. Questions are all we're left with. Why didn't I see it? How could I have helped more? What could I have done? I mean, he never let any of us know. There were no red flags. There were no warning signs. He always made sure to tell you that he was okay. If you are hurting, if you are dealing with dark thoughts, if you are depressed, if you're dealing with grief so heavy that you don't know what to do with it, please reach out. There are people around you that want to help you. There are people that God has put in your life that want to carry your burden. They would much rather carry your burden than carry your coffin. Mental health matters. I encourage you, if you or someone you know is hurting, step up, speak out, and do everything you can to help them find the resources they need. Staying silent is too costly. Thank you for listening. And I pray that those that are listening, if you're hurting, that you won't wait.
that's yeah, powerful that's, stuff. It is. There's there's not much you can really say to add to that. And it, it, honestly, when it comes to me, so you know, in my career as far as sports, you know, it's not been super long, and just kind of in my own views of sports, I've generally shied away from talking about anything other than sports. You know, no politics, no pop culture. It seeps in there, and it can be fun and stuff. But generally, you know, I usually only pay attention to athletes when it's sports. I kind of ignore them when they're talking about anything else. I know some people have a problem when they talk about other things. I just ignore it because I want to stick to sports. This is some a topic like this is a huge exception to my own kind of personal set of rules like that, you know, because it's a topic that is super important. This isn't, you know, talking politics or Black Lives Matter or something like that. This is mental health, something that affects all of us. And granted, you know, Black Lives Matter, there's real-world implications there, too. But this is something that doesn't get talked about, that impacts every single person pretty much no matter what. And it's important enough that, yeah, we, we just played six and a half minutes about mental health on our sports show. Because it's important. Absolutely. I, I love the just the raw emotion, the honesty from Blake Anderson. And since he released that, that video yesterday, it has gone viral. It's gone national. I don't know the full numbers behind it. But I know that I've seen places like Sports Illustrated, national writers for The Athletic, uh, among others, uh, retweet it, share it, have comments about what he shared. And it's very powerful uh, what he shared there and just you know what, what he's gone through personally, what his family's gone through. I mean, you lose your wife of 24 years, and six months later you lose your dad. Then you lose your brother a year later. I mean, that in itself is crushing. And then your son takes his life six months ago. It's incredibly crushing. Um, and it's, I personally know how suicide can have ripple effects in families. It's tough. It's really tough uh, on a personal level and in our radio family as well. So, it's it's something that needs to be addressed and talked about, and I'm glad they are. And I'm also happy that what you don't see is at the end of these videos that they share a variety of different resources that are available to people. Uh, so we're going to share those with you over the air. A couple different places to go if you need help. 988lifeline.org. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is just 988. Just dial 988. If you need help right now, dial 988. Or you can go to 988lifeline.org. There's also the safeut.org website. It has a lot of great resources there. And even at Utah State, usu.edu slash care. There are resources available on the USU campus and in our own community. So really do appreciate uh, Coach Anderson talking about this and bringing this to the forefront. Uh, the team's going to have more things that they'll share over social media over the next uh, week to 10 days. 
You'll see green stickers on their helmets. Coaches will be wearing green ribbons on their shirts. And that's uh, for mental health awareness. Something that I applaud them for taking the time to open up and talk about things that are not comfortable to talk about, but do need to be addressed. And I think one thing that needs to kind of be addressed in this conversation itself is, you know, Anderson shares his story, and one of the reasons it goes viral is because it's so drastic. You know, he loses several family members in the space of a couple of years, some of the people closest to him in his life. You know, those kinds of stories hit home because they're, um, you know, they're awful and terrible and they're, they're, there's this big scope. But, you know, you and I haven't had that happen to us. Or at least I haven't. I can't speak for you. I'm, I haven't heard anything about that about you. Not to that degree, no. Um, you know, all of us maybe lost one or two. I've lost a couple of family members in the last few years, a couple of aunts and a, and a, and a grandfather. So everyone experiences death, but he's obviously had it to a rather spectacular degree. Um, but there's little things that we all face as far as mental health. Days where we just don't have it, or weeks where we just don't have it, or even months. And those, by and large, don't lead to suicide. They don't lead to these drastic things, but they still affect our lives in a negative way. And that's where, you know, we don't think we need to reach out. Oh, I'm just having a bad day. We shake it off. Dust it off, move on. Oh, I just had a bad week. Dust it off, move it on. This is where we can really reach out to each other and say, look, we're both having a bad day. We can make it better for each other. I mean, he, uh, it's, it's poetic in its sadness, but also in its impact. But as Coach Anderson said, Friends and family would much rather carry your burden than your coffin. It's so true. Yeah, it's that is that's, that's definitely how it is. You know, people care about you. Sometimes they don't think that, but they do. All right, and it's the, I mean, obviously the timing of this is that in a, a a time for the Utah State football program, not just with Blake Anderson, what he's gone through personally in the last year. But this is a program that has a lot of players like, gosh, like our own people who are supposed to be behind me are not behind me. They're yelling at me. They're booing at me. And so the, the, the team itself is they've been wrestling with some raw emotions over the last week, week and a half. And so I, I applaud Coach Anderson and his uh, staff for being proactive about it, bringing in experts and saying, look, look, guys, let's. Let's address this. You have resources. You have help. And let's address this and move on. Let's not just say, hey, be tough, toughen up, and sweep it under the rug because that can have some long-term really negative effect. So I applaud Coach Blake Anderson, his coaching staff, that athletic administration for what they're doing to put these things together and to share them because some for some people, this is the only way they're hearing that these resources are available and that people they look up to may be experiencing some of the issues that they've experienced or are currently experiencing. And I mentioned yesterday where this kind of feels like it came out of the blue, um, you know, as far as them just coming out and saying, hey, we're going to talk about mental health, and it may be because they have gone through it and they've had to have these discussions with themselves. And when you 
you know, when you have professionals coming in and you talk about how important it is, suddenly you become passionate about a subject like this. It's like, you know, when you have, you know, people who are advocating for, you know, funding for cancer and things like that, it's usually because they've had cancer. Somebody close to them had it. They become advocates because they become closely tied with that subject. And these guys have had to go through some tough moments mentally the last little bit. So they seem to become very passionate about, hey, we've gone through this. Let's talk about it with others. And it's a good thing that that kind of, uh, you know, effect happens with a group like Utah State. Yeah. So I uh, certainly applaud them. Take time to to watch their videos. Stephen Kotzenlees is fascinating, the one that he released today about his dad. Um, so really interesting stuff. Um, take the time. You're not too tough to watch these and to at least share them with those who whom you care about as well. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll, we'll move on from, from talking about mental health. I hope you don't move on from thinking about mental health. We'll move, on to, we'll move on to some more UNLV previews. We'll talk about the Utah Jazz. They just signed a guy to a training camp deal. We'll talk about who that is, what he may bring, will he make the roster, and uh, we'll get into that next on 106.9 The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. Hey, it's Jackson from Mountain West Motor. I want to invite all of you to our off-road event and cookout on October 1st at 4 p.m. Bring your street-legal off-road vehicle and meet us at 4 p.m. at Mountain West Motor, 615 North Main in Logan. We will check out each other's rigs for about an hour, then head out around 5 p.m. to Providence Canyon. At the quarry, we'll have hot dogs and hamburgers ready for everyone who can make it. For more details, follow us on Instagram at mwmotor.co. That is M-W-M-O-T-O-R dot C-O. See you at 4 p.m. on October 1st at Mountain West Motor. Built for your adventure. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Hi, Cash Valley. This is Maisie Fryer, Logan High School Student Body President. It is our homecoming week, and we couldn't be more excited to announce some events that we would like to invite our community to. Our homecoming parade is at 6 on Wednesday, and we'll be running along 100 West. Following the parade, we will be having a volleyball game fundraiser for our fellow Grizzly, who recently got in a car accident. Our powder puff game will be on Thursday at 7, and to close out the week, our football team will be playing the Mountain Crest Mustangs at 7. Go Grizzlies! You're first and goal at the 10-yard line with seconds left on the clock. Your running back is poised for the game-winning touchdown, but before you can make the snap, the opposing team just takes the ball and locks it in a safe, and they won't give you the combination unless you pay them $10,000. That's exactly how ransomware works. And in 2021, two out of every three organizations fell victim to ransomware attacks. Protect your business with Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. 
Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL. By a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd. With Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hello, welcome back to more of the Full Court Press. Jason Walker and just Jason Walker. On the full court press, Eric Franson has left the building, or maybe he's left the building right now. He's he might still be in the building, but he is on his way out. Those of you who have been following his Twitter account, he mentioned he's going to a Twenty One Pilots concert in Salt Lake City. Um, going with his kids, I believe, and so uh, he's going off. I think I don't. I'm not too familiar with Twenty One Pilots. I've heard the name. Maybe I've heard some of their songs. I'm sure I've heard their songs before. But, you know, don't recognize them necessarily. I imagine some young people band. Of course, I'm still fairly young myself, but not super young. Not into all this music. But it's just going to be me for the rest of the hour. You got me for about a half hour as we close out the second hour. Uh, We just finished talking about mental health. Obviously, a very important subject. Uh, Blake Anderson, you know, we played the audio that, uh, you know, the audio from a video that he uh, was in. I believe they released that earlier today. Oh, it was, it was yesterday. They released it yesterday. Uh, just his experience with mental health. Obviously, he has a very dramatic story um, with some of the people he's lost in his life, and there's been his struggles with mental health. And then we had a short discussion where, hey, you know, even if we. Uh, don't have as drastic a story as Blake Anderson. We can still reach out to each other. Um, we can connect. We can connect over sports. Sports has actually been a, you know, a big help to my own mental health. It, it's given me a passion, and it's helped me through some times that weren't so fun. And so that that's part of why we have this show is to help unite us over something like sports. So we can have a lot of fun. You know, even when you know Utah State's having an absolutely awful time of it. We can still have fun on a show like this. Reach out, connect to each other. You can obviously text into the show, and we can have uh, this community. If you want to text into our text line, it's still open. I don't know of any time it's ever been closed, but our text line is open. You can text 435-339-0321. You can chime in on more of what we're going to talk about. And what we'll talk about is more about UNLV. We really went through that in the first hour. Talked 
at least briefly about some of the stuff with UNLV, some, the fact they're a better team than they were last year. Uh, we played some audio from Coach Anderson. Uh, we'll play more of that uh, this hour. At least we'll try to get to that if the discussion points that way. Um, and obviously we'll talk more about UNLV, specifically some of their strengths. We talked about one of them, and that was UNLV's uh, their ability to get into the backfield, get sacks, get tackles for loss. Technically, those are kind of the same thing. They have 10 sacks this year, which is actually 12th. It's like tied for 12th in the country. Um, and I think if you go on, I, th- I think their per game total is like 12th in the country. I think their total, like 10 sacks, I think is like tied for 10th. The NCAA stats website's kind of weird as far as how they rank. Because they usually rank in per game stats, which makes sense why you do that. But I wanted to see what they were as far as total sacks. Uh, so they're, they're 12th. They're ranked 12th in, in sacks. And naturally, because sacks are also tackles for loss, they rank pretty highly in tackles for loss. Last year, they were one of the worst teams in the country at tackles for loss. 122nd out of 130 teams, and they were like 92nd, 93rd in sacks. This year, they're 12 in sacks, 33 in tackles for loss. So a big improvement there. We talked about that. Um, But in terms of offense, one of their biggest strengths is clearly the run game. They're doing very well in the run game. They're they're ranked very highly in uh, in rush yards. Their rushing offense ranks, I believe, thirty sixth. Yeah, thirty sixth at a little over two hundred rushing yards per game. They have a really good uh, one two combo as far as a running back and a quarterback. You know, guys who are able to you know both run the ball. You look at last game, last time out they they faced North Texas. Beat them pretty badly. Trying to look up the score. It was like 53-27 or something like that. You know, that UNLV's put up two 50-point games. It was 58-27. UNLV beat North Texas. And in that game, their quarterback, uh, Doug Brumfield, ran for 100 yards on, on uh, 12 attempts. Their running back, Aiden Robbins, he ran for 227. So between those two guys, they got 327 yards averaged a hair under eight yards per carry in that game between those two players. And for the season, largely helped by, you know, the 227-yard uh, game, uh, Robbins is, I'm trying to figure his, his rush yards per carry. He's 23rd in rush yards per carry, averaging about six and a half yards per carry right now. So very dangerous in terms of the run game. And Utah State's not done very well against the run at all. They've, I think they're better than the stats show because the stats say that out of 131 teams, the Aggies are 128th in run defense. I don't think they're that bad because through the first two games, I saw some positives. After getting gashed in the first quarter against UConn, they really held down UConn pretty well. Against Alabama, if you exclude uh, scrambles, which, you know, they're not designed run plays. You know, Bryce Young had like 100 yards uh, rushing. All of those off scrambles, they were pass plays that turned into run plays. So if you exclude those and exclude one, like, 65-yard rush, the Aggies held Alabama 
number two team in the country to only about four and a half yards per carry, which is, you know, above average, but still, you know, number two team in the country. So I felt like Utah State did all has done all right against the run game, and then Weber State happened, and they just kept getting gashed over and over and over all game. So it was a little confusing why I'd seen so many positives, and then against Weber State, it just collapsed. Um, but it, as far as you know, improving the run defense, that was one of the things that uh, Blake Anderson talked about, is that they do need to improve the run defense, at least from last week. Whereas before, they'd at least done okay at times. So here's uh, Blake Anderson on the run defense. Playing a lot of freshmen. I think I look, we played almost 14, 15 freshmen right now. So we, we need to get healthy. But two things. We had, we had several busts that we cannot afford to have where we just mechanically were not where we needed to be. We were outgapped and outleveraged. They took advantage of it. Uh, we cannot have busts. We, we cannot have mental mistakes. Um, we've got a handful of guys playing for the first time and some of the motions and adjustments and shifts we did not adjust too well, found ourselves outnumbered and outleveraged, and it showed. But then even there, technically, uh, just either whether I'm a gap leverage or taking a guy down the middle when I should be in a gap, uh, there, there's a ton of things that we needed to work on, and we are. So there, there definitely are a lot of things to work on, as, as Blake said. And, and one of the interesting things is that as far as the run defense, I think one thing that impacted that Weber State game is injuries. They lost Philip Pae. They've struggled to get Hale uh, Motuapuoke. Uh, I think I just butchered his name. Hale, we'll just go with that. One of their better defensive tackles. I think he was. I think he was in our top five in the Cash Valley Media Group top like our preseason top twenty-five. He was one of our the players we thought most highly of, an anchor on the interior defensive line. But he hasn't played nearly as much. The guy who leads the team in snaps on the uh, defensive interior for Utah State is a redshirt freshman. Um, Seni Tuiaki, redshirt freshman, he leads the team in snaps among interior defensive linemen. Pae was actually, he was a backup to uh, uh, Holly's, I, I forget the name of the guy who was, who was with Holly on the on the starting interiors, like Poku, I think was at least what they called him. Is this is another Tongan name that I can't pronounce, but he's been injured too. They've had a lot of injuries in the interior defensive line. I think that's really impacted their run game because your run defense is usually starting with those defensive linemen. They need to not get washed out of the play. They need to hold their gaps. Because we talk about linebackers cleaning things up, it's usually because the defensive linemen will fill a gap and then the running back has to go into the other gap, which the linebackers fill. Pretty basic stuff. The linemen aren't filling their gap right now. Tuyaki's actually played pretty solid for being like a, you know, being the, the third defensive lineman, uh, maybe third or fourth defensive lineman in the rotation, it being Hale and Poku and, and Pai, and then finally Senny was like the fourth guy on the depth chart. He's actually played pretty well for being forced into being the, you know, the highest snap getter. But if Holly's not coming back, um, which Anderson did have some comments on that, but if Holly's struggling to stay healthy, you lost Pae for the season. Um, you know, if Poku's not coming back, I need to actually make sure I'm actually saying his name right and not making an idiot of myself. But 
if you're not getting those guys back on the interior, that's a big problem for the run defense. And that may explain why they've not done so well, because they had some of these guys early, were able to make some adjustments and do all right. But now if they're going down to their third-string defensive lineman, that can be a huge problem. But I want to play really quick Anderson's comments on getting Holly back uh, as soon as possible. He is probable. He is probable. Practiced, practiced last night in a limited fashion, did really well. I would expect by game day he's ready to go. We missed him desperately last week. We missed Kessie most of the game. Uh, that was you know, a challenge as well. And unfortunately, we will be without Phil Paella for the rest of the season. Yeah, so it's possibility they get Halle back. Hopefully they do because they really need his presence. Not, you know, if nothing else for the fact that he can at least be another capable uh, player, but also because he probably still is their best interior defensive lineman. And they'll need him to play well and to fill, you know, those gaps up the middle. Utah State's done fairly well the last couple of years at stopping teams from running up the middle. They've got some work to do as far as uh, holding the edge. But they need all the defensive linemen they can get because, as I've said, UNLV really has you know, some great rushing. They have a great rushing attack, both from their quarterback, which could be a problem because we've seen Utah State struggle a little bit. Uh, UNLV, their starting running back, I think Roberson, the, the transfer from Penn State, he was actually injured early in the UConn game. He'd already kind of burned. He scored the first touchdown for UConn. He was burning them a little bit with his legs, and then their backups weren't as athletic, weren't able to take as much advantage of Utah State's defense. But Utah State kind of got away with one because they were facing a running quarterback and were struggling, and then they you know, got to deal with like a true freshman. Um, and then obviously against Bryce Young, they got ripped apart on scrambles. I mentioned Bryce Young ran for 100 yards on like five or six carries. So if you get another quarterback who can run the ball a lot, like Brumfield can, then, you know, it's those back-breaking plays. Heck, Weber State's uh, quarterback, who's not much of a runner himself, was able to, you know, make some big plays with his feet. So Utah State's going to have to stay really disciplined on defense, especially in the pass rush. Because so many times they have these undisciplined pass rushes where guys are just going wherever they want, they're not staying in their lanes, and then the quarterback just kind of rolls out. He's got all this space and is able to run for a lot of yards. Um, back to the text line. If, and again, if you want to text in, you can text 435-339-0321. This is kind of back to our uh, discussion on mental health. And I talk about sports being a bit of escape. And uh, 5879, uh, he says, sports is a huge escape. The other radio show that covers the Aggies only gives them tertiary coverage so appreciate you guys covering the sports we care about. Thank you for that. Yeah, we, we definitely try and make this, you know, it's pretty much the, it, it is like the only Aggie radio show. There are some some podcasts, obviously. Podcast coverage has grown here. So there is a, a growing broadcast community, but obviously we, we're the only daily Aggie content. So we work hard to produce that for you. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. I want to talk a little bit about the jazz, actually. They've signed actually now two players. Like during the show, there was a bit more news as far as the Jazz signing somebody. They, they signed one person to a training camp deal. They signed another player to a two-way deal. 
And so we'll get into to both of those players. One player I've actually not heard of, so and so I, I'm not going to be quite ready to talk about him. But maybe some of you guys can chime in if you know him. He's a former Wisconsin player. But we'll get into that uh, next on 106.9 The Fan. Back to school time is here. You have a lot to do to get the kids ready, which includes new glasses. Crystal Vision can help. For a limited time, save 30% off frames and lenses for your child ages 18 and under. Plus, flex spending is due. So now is the time to get your order in. Send them back to school in style and save 30% off. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision. Gold medal winner Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. We would like to welcome Prodigy Brewing to the heart of Logan. Cash Valley's first and only brew pub with family-friendly dining. With an upscale twist on classic brew pub fare and ingredients sourced as local as possible, they are thrilled to be part of the heart of Cash Valley. Bring the family and try their wood-fired pizza or their mouth-watering signature burger. Located on beautiful Center Street, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pizza, burgers, and brews. Mmm, tasty. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including select men are accepted. This is The Herd. Attention listeners. With Colin Cowherd. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has now become the most underrated player in the NFL. By a mile. Colin, he can't stay healthy. So let's attack that narrative. He played 15 of 17 games this year. 15 of 17. Plus three playoff games. This is The Herd. With Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Join the show by calling 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Already in progress, Jason Walker, Sands one Eric Franson, who's gone off to watch slash listen to 21 Pilots as they perform in Salt Lake City tonight. So it's just me. You got me. We've been talking a lot about UNLV. Uh, Utah State's matchup with UNLV. Uh, big matchup. Um, we've all, we have all talked about mental health. That's uh, something that Utah State football team has been uh, very much focused on. Uh, we played some audio from a video Blake Anderson uh, and the team put out uh, yesterday. Obviously a very important subject, and, and the team has said they're dedicating this, this week, essentially, to focusing on mental health. 
Um, but I want to get to the Jazz now. We've talked a lot about Utah State against UNLV. Some of the things Utah State's got to watch out for. They got to watch out for UNLV's, you know, solid pass rush and their aggressiveness and getting tackles for losses, tackles for loss, and also obviously UNLV's running attack. We've talked about Utah State trying to get the passing attack going, um, but we're going to talk about the Jazz because they've made a couple of of roster moves. Now they're already pretty much at the roster limit. I think slightly above it, maybe. Where, you know. So at this point, they can basically only sign training camp deals because during the training camp period, you can have, I think, uh, I think at least 20 players. You may even get like an almost unlimited number of players. I'm pretty sure there's a limit, but I don't think many teams actually go to the limit if there is one because they'll have 20-plus guys in training camp and they play these guys in the preseason and obviously they put them through training camp and then they cut a bunch of them, get down to 15-man roster, and then you have the, um, I believe, 13 active. 12 or 13 active. But they signed a couple of guys today, one of them to the training camp deal. They signed former number four overall pick Cody Zeller to a training camp deal. This is a guy who spent uh, uh, quite a while in the league, actually. He's been around for a while. I'm trying to you go back and I, I closed down his page. He was drafted in 2013. He's played pretty much his entire career with Charlotte. He was there the last year they called him the Bobcats, and then they've been called the Hornets for the last little while. Uh, He spent eight seasons in Charlotte. You know, started out, you know, obviously as a number four overall pick, there was a lot of hope for him. Of course, that was a pretty weak draft when he was drafted 13th overall. I think that was the year Anthony Bennett was drafted first overall. And you also had like Nerlens Noel and, and Victor Oladipo. And a couple other guys. Uh, not a superb draft class where he was drafted fourth overall. Um, unfortunately, Zeller's not lived up to being the fourth overall pick. His career averages are 8.5 points and six rebounds and less than a block per game. So obviously he's nothing particularly special. And, I mean, at this point he's 29 years old, you know, a stage where most basketball players, if they've been successful, are usually still playing some of their best basketball, and here he is signing a training camp deal. Uh, last year, you know, I, I mentioned he spent eight seasons with Charlotte. He spent last year with Portland, only played 27 games. I, I think he ended up being injured for part of that. He's actually spent a lot of time injured. He's only played... He's not played more than 60 games in a season since 2016-2017. So he spends a lot of time on the bench. Um, and, and last year with Portland, he averaged five points, just under five rebounds. Um, but me and Eric have talked about this, where the Jazz do need to bring in some big bodies at center. And the veteran center market has been just about picked clean at this point. A lot of just veteran big bodies that you can bring in are gone. They've gone to other teams. But, you know, with the Jazz pretty much only having Walker Kessler and Yudoka Azubuki, and you can also throw in Jared Vanderbilt as a, as a guy, you know, who can play center at least. You know, the Jazz are really thin as far as experience and, as, you know, as far as just proven capabilities at center. So they need a veteran presence, although if they're signing Zeller to just a training camp deal, then maybe they're not taking a system. Maybe they really just want to have Walker Kessler and Azubuki play a lot at center. So it is kind of interesting if that's the case. Uh, 
the other guy they signed, they signed uh, Micah Potter to a two-way deal. This is a guy who I mentioned I hadn't really heard of. Uh, played two years at Ohio State, then played two years at Wisconsin. Uh, did a lot better at Wisconsin. He only averaged 4.1 points in two seasons at Ohio State. He averaged uh, 10 points per game, then 12 points per game in the two years at Wisconsin. Uh, this is a guy, he's a 6'10 forward, um, and he's a shooter. His his shooting numbers are very good. At Wisconsin, he shot over 40% from three. Uh, not on super high volume, only about three uh, three-point attempts per game, but still really good shooting numbers. So he adds some shooting. Granted, it's a two-way deal. He'll spend most of his time with the G League. Uh, last year, he, Micah Potter was in the G League. Uh, he played a very quick stint with the Detroit Pistons on a, on a 10-day contract. Played like 31 NBA minutes. So decent pickup. You pick up a, you know, a, shoot, a tall shooting forward, a guy who's basically going to be a stretch four. And you also pick up Cody Zeller on a training camp deal. Maybe he earns a roster spot if they think he's good enough to start and throw into the rotation with Kessler and Azbuki. All right, we're going to take another break, and then we're going to close up the show. Final thoughts. Maybe we'll get to some talk about some fan behavior. There's been some crazy stuff going on. But anyway, we'll get to that next on 106.9 The Fan in the Full Court Press. Schreiber Foods wants to give a big thanks to the community for your support during their 50-year celebration. Thanks to you, they exceeded their goals for money raised and food donated for the Cash Food Pantry. Over 60,000 boxes of birthday cake mix was donated and thousands of dollars raised, all to help feed hungry families in our community. You also helped set a world record for the largest macaroni and cheese dish ever made. Over 4,700 pounds were made, and it was delicious. In fact, so many people have asked for the recipe that you can now pick up that exact recipe at the Logan Schreiber Foods Office, 885 North, 600 West. Local restaurants donated proceeds like Texas Roadhouse, Chick-fil-A, Firehouse Pizza, Los Primos, Sabores, Tandoori Oven, and Cafe Sabor. They also want to thank their dedicated Triber Foods employees for all the difference you make in feeding the world and doing good through food. Again, thank you from everyone at Triber Foods. They couldn't have done it without you. We are Aegis Home Health and Hospice. Aegis, A-E-G-I-S. Our home is your home. We are more than an organization of healthcare professionals. We are proud members of our community. Compassionate, quality, patient care is our mission. I am Jason Jones. I'm a proud member of the Aegis team. At Aegis, we're dedicated to character, experience, and trust. Aegis Home Care and Hospice. We will ensure you experience the difference. 435-723-9000 or find us at myagis.com. Looking for a job or a career change? Plan to attend Cache Valley Media Group's Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. Turn at 3900 North Highway 91 in Hyde Park. Be prepared to talk with businesses looking for employees now. 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 Staker Parsons, West Liberty Foods, Thermo Fisher, Presto Products, Procter & Gamble, and more. Better pay, better benefits, better job. Attend the Job Fair Thursday, September 22nd from 11 to 6 p.m. at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. 
888-346-4345. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I'm here with Mark Anderson from Anderson Seed and Garden. Mark, can you tell us a little about your experience with ChemDry of Northern Utah? You know, our carpets get really dirty at Anderson Seed and Garden, and we clean every January. Our timing is is kind of difficult. I called Daryl, and he was amazing to work around our schedule. They came in and cleaned our carpets. They looked like brand new when they were all done, and uh, they've just been amazing to work with. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. And here we are at the end of it all. Not the end of it all, just the end of today's show. Had a lot to talk about today on the Full Court Press. Jason Walker with you as we close things out. Eric Franson is on his way to Salt Lake. Gonna watch a gonna watch a concert. We're stuck here just talking about Utah State against UNLV, the, the riveting game. The nobody on the national scale is gonna want to pay attention to this game at all. <laughs> They'll just kind of laugh it off as oh, it's Utah State UNLV. But obviously for Utah State, it's a huge game. They need this game. Otherwise, the season is going to just absolutely melt down. The fan base, you know, thought we all melted down after last game. Holy cow, things things might turn into a full-scale riot if Utah State loses at home to UNLV, drops to 1 and 3 on the season with losses to UNLV and Weber State. That would be a disaster. But there's hope that this team has turned things around. They've had a bye week to talk everything over, they've you know talked about their own mental health, tried to move past what was a disastrous uh, time on the field at Weber State, and then obviously some ramifications with the way the fans uh, treated the players uh, during the game with some, some hearty boos. But one thing I wanted to talk about, we've only got about a minute left in this show, kind of preview something I've been working on and mentioned this yesterday as one of the big keys for this game. And that is big plays. Utah State has struggled to get big plays. Uh, last year, they were one of the best teams at getting lo- at chunk plays, basically. Uh, Utah State ranked ninth in the number of plays where they gained at least 10 yards last season. They had like 241 of those, 240 of those plays. This year, they have like 15. Right now, Utah State is like one of 11 teams to not have a play of 40-plus yards. Utah State's longest play this year is 31 yards. They had two 30-yard plays against UConn. They haven't had one since. So a big key for them, but we're getting to more of it tomorrow and the rest of the week as we continue to preview Utah State. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.